episode 872. In a week filled with distraction and adversity, the Packers rallied around Brett Hundley and delivered. We'll break down a win over the Bears with Ken Harris of the Technical Fowl Podcast. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're taking a look back at the Bears game. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Ken Harris of the Technical Fowl Podcast. Ken, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. We're glad to have you on the show, and our listeners might remember we had the rest of the Technical Fowl Podcast crew on the show a couple weeks ago, Camille, Eric, Tim. But the reason we waited to have Ken on today is because he's a (laughs) Bears fan. Yes. How did this happen, Ken? How did you become a Bears fan (laughs) when all the rest of your co-hosts are Packer fans? Yeah, well, um, I was born and raised here in Wisconsin and Milwaukee, but um, I have family in Chicago. So um, basically, I was in Chicago almost every weekend, and I just fell in love with the city and then um, basically just fell in love with Chicago sports. I'm also a Cubs fan as well. So um, I just fell in love with the city and fell in love with uh, with the Bears and also the Cubs. Well, at least you had a good couple years here for cheering for the Cubs, including a yeah. World Series win last year. Yeah, exactly. But it's been rough being a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to talk to about yesterday's game. Uh, Ken, how much did the Packers beat the Bears and how much did the Bears beat themselves with eight penalties and a turnover and, and kind mm-hmm. of not helping their own cause? Um, well, I feel like it was more... Um, on the actual, on the Bears, I feel like just with the sloppy play, uh, with the turnovers, with the eight penalties, um, the Bears actually played a very ugly game, and it was very um, a very sloppy game as well. Um, so I feel like the Packers did get into get did get into a groove um, with their offense, um, but I think it was more on the Bears' play, basically shooting themselves in the foot. Um, basically with their with their sloppy play and you know not basically being high energy as well um it seems like you know they were kind of deflated um as the game kept going on as well uh, and speaking of I mean how crazy was it to see the Bears challenge a play that was close to a touchdown and and not only lose the challenge but lose the ball <laughs> on the on the touchback call on Benny Cunningham that was you know, I'm not sure people expected to see that or hear that when they saw the replay. No, I was I was in absolute shock. I was like, this is, like, ridiculous. Like, I've never seen anything like that. But that's the Bears' luck, man. Uh, that's what happens, you know. We challenge a play that, you know, we thought was a score. And then all of a sudden we lose the challenge and also lose the ball in the, in the same process. So, um, you know, with it being a fumble. So it was it was absolutely ridiculous. It was, you know, the bad luck that the Bears have right now. It was just horrible. <laughs> um, Ken, what did you make of Packers quarterback Brett Hundley making his first career start on the road? We know he's replaced Aaron Rodgers. It's gotten a lot of attention. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I'm actually happy that he did um, go ahead and, and get his first win. I feel like that actually will help um, build his confidence even more, um, help also with the team um, chemistry, help the team um, also, you know, um, back him up a little bit more too uh, with being, you know, with replacing, you know, the, the GOAT, Aaron Rodgers. Me being a Bears fan, you know, I, I, I do know, and I do respect Aaron Rodgers because he is, you know, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, but I think it was a great win uh, for Brett to get, you know, get his first win on the road, especially against the Bears. Um, I just wish it would have happened against a different team. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, on the other sideline, how far along is Brett, uh, is Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky in his development? And, and how much are the Packers going to have to deal with him in the future? Um, I feel like that his his growth. He's getting better each game. Um, he's way more accurate than than um than I expected. Um, he has a huge arm. The guy can make every he can make every throw on the field. Um, I feel like he's about uh, within the next two or three years. I feel like that he definitely will be a force um, to reckon with. Um, definitely in the NFL North. So I feel like the Packers definitely um will have their hands full. He's definitely not going to be you know Jay Cutler just throwing you know throwing to everyone in the opposite jerseys at all. <laughs> <laughs> they are building the team around him after investing so much into him during the NFL draft. Um, yes. Kent, uh, how impressive were the catches by Devontae Adams? I, I know you're a Bears fan, but, you know, the 19-yard uh-huh. ni- touchdown and the 42-yard gain lay in the fourth quarter that converted a third and ten. Yeah, um, it was very impressive. Um, he came out with, what, five receptions, um, I believe 30 yard, uh, 90 yards. And then also that touchdown. So I feel like it, it was very impressive. Um, Devontae Adams is definitely a very um, talented young receiver. Um, and it was a very, very impressive game by him. Uh, speaking of Devontae Adams, how much did the Bears misleading tackler Danny Trevathan, because Packers fans, of course, will remember him mm-hmm. as the player that knocked Adams out of the game with that vicious yeah. hit in the first meeting earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, especially for the Bears um, defense, it was a huge loss not having him, um, not having him there. Um, you know, with him being a leading tackler, he's literally everywhere on the field. Um, so that that was definitely a huge blow um, to to our defense. That you know we did definitely miss him yesterday. Um, you know, we definitely did need him out there. Um, I want to get your thoughts on Martellus Bennett as a player that also used to play for the Bears. You've watched him. (laughs) You know, what did you make of him getting released by the Packers, calling them out on social media? And then just last night, he suited up for the Patriots in the span of one week. I, I believe this guy is just a clown. Um, I feel like the only reason why he did come to Green Bay was to say that he did play with Aaron Rodgers. Um, as soon as Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, all of a sudden now, you know, now he doesn't play. You know, he has these injuries. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to be on the field. And then for him to to call out the Packers, you know, and then you actually suited up for the Patriots, like that's kind of ridiculous. That uh, that guy's a clown. Uh, um, I know Green Bay fans. I hope you guys are are happy that he's out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It's it's unfortunate how it all played out. I think. Um, again, yeah. I, I'm putting you on the spot, but just 
Where do you think these teams go from here the rest of the season? I I guess it's it's tough to see the Bears doing anything the rest of the year, but do you you think the Packers could contend for a playoff spot without Aaron Rodgers? I believe they um, they have a a chance to to actually do it. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think it will actually happen this year, Um, but I do think that they can possibly pull off maybe going 500. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. We'll see as if Aaron Rodgers indeed returns, which is still in doubt itself. So, yeah, Ken, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Greatly appreciate it. You, you complete the technical foul, <laughs> uh, whatever we want to call it here. We've had all four co-hosts on. It was great to have yes. you all, uh, and thanks so much. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope you guys have a great day. All right. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you. Ken Harris of the Technical Foul Podcast joining us here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. We'll start today with our chips report from the Packers win over the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Um, starting with the blue chip players, the best of the best, the cream of the crop. One of them goes to Devontae Adams, who had, of course, we mentioned it earlier, the 19-yard touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, followed up by a 42-yard gain late in the fourth to convert a third and 10 that helped ice the game. You know, the adjustment that Adam showed to Hundley's pass was remarkable. He had to turn around like twice while waiting in the while was hanging in the air and did so in bad weather. And, and, and the way he got upfield on the 42-yard gain was similarly remarkable. Adams finished the game with five catches for 90 yards. That's an average of 18-point yards per catch. All these statistics I'm citing, they all led the team. um, And and with even one of the more modest catches going for a first down early in the game as well. You know, Devontae Adams did have a drop in this game. But when when you're the best player on the field, otherwise, it, it makes up for it. And that... That's why I still, in my eyes, Devontae Adams, still a blue-chip player from this game. He he looked really good. The other blue-chip player, Mike Daniels, Packers defensive lineman, to me, he looked motivated to make up for that foolish penalty last week against the Vikings. You know, of course, his sack stands out, which was great, and it, it aided the Packers' pass rush, but it was more than just that. Mike Daniels made five tackles, third most on the team, which is pretty darn good considering he's a defensive lineman, A, and B, only played 70% of the defensive snaps. Um, But but two of those five tackles went for a loss, and he pressured the quarterback on multiple occasions, officially credited with one quarterback hit. Good job by Mike Daniels. You know, there was a kind of a lull a little bit, you know, mid-season in which I think Mike Daniels didn't quite look up to his old self. And part of it might have to do with the injury um, and, you know, just just taking time to get back to near 100% and, you know, the penalty didn't help and things like that. But if this is any indication, 
Hopefully he's back and he continues to play at a high level. Your red chip players, the the good, maybe not great. One of them goes to running back Jamal Williams, the rookie running back. And, and here's a case of the statistics not doing the player justice. The, the, the numbers look modest, 67 yards on 20 carries. That's 3.4 yards per carry, just a long of seven yards. Uh, nothing special, right? But But let's put this in perspective, and this is why it turns out to be so good. Here's Williams, a rookie, who had who the Packers had to turn to when both Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery exited with injuries. We'll talk about more on that later. So of those 20 carries that Williams had a career high, many of them kept the chains moving or at the very least allowed the Packers to control the clock and grind out a victory. So many of them late in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, it, it makes sense, you know, that a rookie would improve as the season goes on, right? Uh, I'm not blowing anyone's mind by saying that. But Williams looked more comfortable than at any time before in a Packers uniform. I was really impressed. And, you know, it, it probably didn't hurt that he was motivated by falling out of favor. Remember, he basically went into the season as the starter, well, I mean, Ty Montgomery was basically the top rookie, at least, to begin the season. And uh, he was getting the most carries out of anyone in the preseason. Um, but, but you know, it, even going back into the preseason and early in the regular season when he was seeing more carries, you know, I was kind of unimpressed. You know, he, he averaged less than three yards a carry the entire preseason. Um, but it, he, he looks so good on Sunday, you know, for, for good measure. He, he caught a pass for seven yards and he even contributed a tackle on special teams and added all up. And it's an underrated performance for, for Jamal Williams, even though the statistics, you know, look modest. Uh, I'm not saying he was Superman out there, but really a good improved job by Jamal Williams that I thought was really good. The other red chip goes to Brett Hundley. This was easily the best game of his young career on the first road start of his career. And the fourth quarter was especially impressive. You know, we we went through those plays to Devontae Adams, but I saw on social media, and I'd cite it if I remember it, I'm sorry to whoever created this and and did the research behind it. I'd give you credit. I can't remember. Uh, but I saw Brett Hundley had a perfect quarterback rating in the fourth quarter, something that not even Aaron Rodgers was able to do this season. And, and yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of picking and choosing one statistic here and, and, you know, purposing it from, you know, this own way to make Brett Hundley look good. But he, he did look good, you know, and, and he did all this with a hamstring injury he sustained late in the game. It, good news is it doesn't appear ser- serious, but it's worth noting. But anyway, uh, Hundley finished the game by completing 18 passes on 25 attempts for 212 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers, either an interception, fumble, anything. Finished with a passer rating of 110.8. You know, anything above 100 is pretty good. 
He also chipped in 16-yard rushing, including a 17-yard scramble. And those are the reasons he's getting recognition. Honorable mention goes to Nick Perry, who had a career-high three sacks, um, which is the most the Packers have added a single game in years. Uh, Very good job by Nick Perry. I don't mean to detract from him. In fact, even some people reached out to me on social media like, was why wasn't he part of the Chips report? He played good. I have I have no complaints about Nick Perry. You know, I you, I think you can make the argument on uh, at least one, if not more, that his his sacks were maybe coverage sacks. Um, but that that shouldn't take away when I I mean he stuck with it. He he you know his he showed his hustle and he did well out there even apart from uh, I thought the 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 uh, uh, the, the sacks, but. I, I just thought other players were better than him out there uh, to my eye. Not that he was doing bad at all. Honorable mention to Nick Perry. Good job. Uh, your cow chips, um, the players who didn't look good this game, the Packers players. Dean Lowry, uh, the second-year defensive lineman, looked lost out on the field. There were two occasions in particular where it appeared as if he lost track of the football and got caught way out of position. And even when he wasn't fooled by his eyes, he only contributed one tackle and no other statistics in the 18 snaps on defense and 10 more on special teams. There was just a lack of production coming out of Lowry. It was a bad game for him and what's been a, a underachieving season so far. Uh, I, I'd like to see more out of Lowry in this one probably the worst of the bunch or the worst of the season out of him. Um, the other one going to Jari Evans, the right guard uh, who on multiple occasions didn't pick up the inside rusher on pass attempts, instead blocking the wrong person, allowing pressure, undue pressure on Brett Hundley, uh, which he's got enough to deal with already that you know we can't be picking up the wrong guy and allowing, you know, breakthrough rushers to get through that line, the offensive line. And even though, yeah, Jari Evans threw a few good blocks, there were times when he struggled with Hakeem Hicks, who had a good game for the Bears with multiple pressures. So, yeah, Jari Evans, not his best game. I think he's looked good this season with the exception of the season opener. So, I'll give him a pass on this one, and he's got – you know, basically, you know, McRae, who's inexperienced at right tackle, at least on the other side of him. Well, I'll give him a pass, more or less. But, I mean, no doubt, not a good – Jari Evans, you know, is, is not getting a pass in that he's he's getting the, the you know, recognition that he is a couch player. But I, I'm just saying I, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, the Packers have to replace him in the lineup or anything like that. Dishonorable mention to Justin Vogel for mishandling a snap on a field goal attempt more than anything um, and merely adequate punting on a couple attempts. Uh, you, you just got to catch it. I, I mean, he, 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 it's the NFL. You, we can't be mishandling field goal attempts or extra points or whatever. It's it's The, the process has to get down. I, I thought... You know, Derek Hart for, you know, being a new long snapper out there. I thought he did fine. I thought the the snap was on the money. I can't, you know, fault him. I'm not I'm not there and and knowing if the laces need to be placed another way, I and even so, I don't think that has anything to do with simply catching the ball. 
I think that falls on Justin Vogel's shoulders. He's got to do better than that. So there you go. There's your chips report from Sunday's Packers win over the Chicago Bears. But to uh, round out our Packers news segment here, uh, a couple notes here, especially on injuries at the running back position of note more than anything. Reported after the game by Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network that rookie running back Aaron Jones has a sprained MCL, which is not good, but it could have been a lot worse for uh, Jones, who had been playing really well. And in my eyes, you know, he only got a few snaps early in the game, but did fine. I think he had started with like four carries for 12 yards, four yards carry, which, you know, he just didn't even get really get a chance to get going um, before he had to come out. You know, he's probably going to miss some time here. Usually when somebody sprains an MCL, they're out for a couple weeks, but not out for the season. So it's unfortunate that looks like the category Jones is going to be in, going to be a game day inactive for at least a game or two, if not more. Uh, but hopefully his season is not done the other running backs will have to step up in his place. Uh, but one of them may or may not be Ty Montgomery, who aggravated a rib injury from earlier this season. He had to sit out late in the game, and I thought he was playing well when a, uh, early in the game. He had a couple nice runs. The Packers had flexed him out wide. He caught a nice slant. I thought he was doing really good. And basically, Jamal Williams ended the game as the only healthy halfback on the roster. Of course, they have Aaron Ripkowski there at fullback. So it's going to be, we're going to be seeing a lot of Jamal Williams at least for a week or two as these guys, you know, get healthy. I mean, it could be a thing where Ty Montgomery does come back. I I don't know. We don't know the extent of the injury yet. We got to wait and see. It may be time for the Packers to finally get Devontae Mays involved. Yeah, he's played in a handful of games on special teams. I don't think he, I know yet, he, he hasn't had a carry yet this season. So um, it may be time to finally get him involved uh, in the running game here. One other notable thing that happened on Sunday that I'd just like to comment on oh so briefly the. I guess we'll call it the wildcat formation with Randall Cobb taking the snap and, and Brett Hundley standing off to the side, which is fine for a little bit of a wrinkle. I think Randall Cobb actually carried the ball four times this game. Um, I guess the little squibble, squabble, whatever I have with this is that the Packers kind of went away from what the read option they were operating with, with uh, Hundley. And maybe it was a case of, like, they want to run that with Aaron Jones, and that's really the only, you know, duo they trust carrying out the read option. So maybe that's why they didn't do it. I I would like to see that, you know, not that I want the Packers to, you know, rely on that by any means, but I just think that Brett Hundley is athletic enough and, and Aaron Jones smart enough to carry that out. Uh, I, it's too bad I didn't see that, and I probably saw the the wildcat formation with Randall Cobb probably one one or two one or two too many times. Again, not bad for a little wrinkle. I'm not sure I want to see it four times a game. Although I I kind of like that the Packers just putting it out there. I like it, 
in that Randall Cobb is a former college quarterback. Uh, there's going to be a time where he could potentially even take the snap and throw it and, and just catch a team off guard. These are all good things. I like to see him um, just maybe more so of the read option and maybe a little less of the Wildcat formation. Um, but we move on. The day ahead. It is a victory Monday for the Green Bay Packers coming off the win over the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Um, and that that means, uh, well, I mean, not that the victory means anything necessarily. They'd be doing the same thing if there was a loss. But Mike McCarthy's day after game press conference today will be held at 3.45 p.m. Central Time. And that'll be followed by the coordinators at 4 o'clock p.m. So Edgar Bennett, Dom Capers, Ron Zook, they'll talk later. All streamed live uh, at Packers.com if you want to check it out there. And then it is talk show day. Uh, Not that there aren't talk shows held on other days of the week, but there's usually the glut of them on Monday, the day after the game. Just a couple of the guests that I found out here before the game uh, or before the show today, Mason Crosby will be the guest on Inside the Huddle, that on the Fox affiliate in Green Bay later this afternoon. Ty Montgomery and Corey Lindsley will be on Clubhouse Live. You can stream that online at PackersNews.com this evening. And then Geronimo Allison uh, will be the guest on the fifth quarter, that on WTAQ, and I believe they have that one live at... Uh, the Stadium View Bar, uh, right next to Lambeau Field. So just a couple of the ones that I saw today. Uh, I know there's more uh, where they record the Mike McCarthy show and and Packers Live with Larry McCarron and things like that. I didn't see who those guests were, but uh, there's just a couple of them. Uh, If you want to check out some Packers coverage later today in the aftermath of the win over the Chicago Bears. So... That's going to do it for today's episode. It was fun recapping a Packers win, um, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to their next game against the Baltimore Ravens starting on Wednesday when we have our next guest all lined up. Uh, As usual, it'll be Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com who joins us every week during the season. We'll take one last look back at the Bears game here before looking forward and talk about some of the players on the Packers roster with him. So looking forward to that. Uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later, folks. Have a good victory Monday. Um, I'll leave you today with a song called Udamon by the Steve Kimak Band on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later, everybody. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 